I'm Zach. And I'm Josh. And this is Lamp Stomp, a Pixar podcast. What's up, Josh? Hey, Zach. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. So this week we're going to be talking about cars. I'm so excited Ooh. to talk about cars. What to to start our conversation off before we get into the movie? What do you know anything about like the racing scene or like NASCAR or that sport at all? Do you know anything about that? I'm not super into it. I I know I kind of know one person who races locally. I think you know them as well. But they okay. they're 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 pretty good, but it's more of like a hobby than it is professional. And I've been to a couple of the races. And one time I got to like sit in the middle. I got like the headset. I got to sit on his truck and watch the race from the inside. And that was really cool. But that's the extent of my experience. Gotcha. So growing up, my dad and myself, we would we would go to the 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 races at Bristol Motor Speedway, which is kind of like in Bristol, Tennessee, Virginia, somewhere around there. And so uh, growing up, I would definitely keep keep an eye on it. And I was I had a favorite driver. His name was Casey Kane. And I feel old because that was like my favorite driver growing up, but like he's already retired and like doesn't race anymore. <laughs> and so like he 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 was my guy. And and so I definitely grew up loving going to the races and watching them on TV. NASCAR is like the ultimate Sunday afternoon nap sport. <laughs> and so <laughs> that, 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 that definitely rocks. And something that I thought was cool that kind of connects to this movie is that just a few week- weekends ago, they had a, a race at Bristol and it was the first dirt track race that they had like in an actual NASCAR race in like 50 some years. Wow. And so uh, what was crazy about this race is that there was even more like astronomically more wrecks in this race because none of the guys knew how to race on dirt, <laughs> which I thought was kind of Dude, funny. Basically that's, that's so what happened to, to um, lightning there, different parts of the movie. So I, th- I just thought that was kind of cool. So why don't we transition into making our, no, scratch that. I'll cut that out. How about we transition into remember me. Let's do it, man. The movie opens with our prince, Lightning McQueen. He's this all-star rookie, came out of nowhere, and he is on top. And we are at the very end of a a season of racing, which I don't even know what that means, but I think you do. (laughs) And it's the very last race. And it's it's pretty clear that there's really only three front runners that could possibly win this. It's either the King, Chick Hicks, or Lightning McQueen. There's pretty much no one else that they're looking at. These three guys have been swapping the fi- the top three spots all season. And so we're going to this final race and Lightning's getting himself all pumped up. He comes out and he is this big personality. And what we learned really quickly is that both Lightning and Chick are like total jerks. Like they are really big headed. They're both like really arrogant. They're, they're kind of hard to deal with. We learned that that lightning is like pushes around his crew, his, his teammates. He pushes them all around. Like he is, he is so full of it that he thinks that he can run everything on his own. 
So in the very beginning race, that everything seems to be going pretty smoothly. Chick does a typical Chick thing, and he starts a giant wreck. And Lightning does what seems to be a pretty typical Lightning thing, which is surprise everybody by making it through without <laughs> avoiding wrecking. the wreck. <laughs> yeah, and and I'll go in for a pit stop, and Lightning decides I'm gonna I'm gonna beat everybody. Just give me gas and take it off. And there, his whole team is like, "No, dude, you got to get tires." And he's like, "No, everybody else is gonna waste their time getting tires." I don't want to do that. He takes off against everybody's advice and he gets a whole lap ahead of everybody. So he's, he's flying high. He's like, I'm going to win by a whole lap. This is so great. And then both of his back tires bust out in the final lap. And he's like trying to make it to the finish line and chick Hicks and the King realize this. And they both like step up their game. They're like, Oh, we might actually stand a chance and they catch up and they all cross the finish line at the exact same time. And there's a three way tie. So the, I want to say NASCAR, whatever the racing event is aside, there's going to be a tiebreaker um, in California. And this race happened in Nashville. So like in like three days, we're going to have another race in California to break the tie. And so they're all off to, and Chick and Lightning are both really wanting to beat the other one so badly because they both know that this is the King's last season. And the King is sponsored by like the best sponsorship, Dynaco. And so they're both fighting to get Dynaco's signing. Like when the King retires, they want to be the one in Dynaco blue. So they're both talking smack saying, I'll be over there smoozing Dynaco. I'll race you there. I'll beat you over to the, the racetrack. So as they're getting ready to leave, Lightning's like, we got to go. And Mac is like, hold up. You got to go talk to your sponsors. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me because Lightning only cares about himself. And he doesn't care about his sponsors who do a lot for him and have put a lot into investing into him, even though he was a rookie. And sure, he did really well, but he didn't deserve it. He didn't do anything up front, but he is he's too good for Rusty's, the medicated bumper ointment. <laughs> he finishes his his time in front of seeing his sponsors he is very begrudging about it and he can't stand it because he thinks he's too good for rusty old cars so when he finally gets done dealing with those people he and his driver mac hop in the he hops in mac's trailer and mac takes him across the country and just like everyone else lightning is running all over mac he is he's like dude we're driving through the night like i i need you to get me all the way over there we gotta beat chick hicks over there on his way over he's like talking with his agent who clearly doesn't care about him at all his agent just cares about him because he's a successful racer he's not not interested in anything other than yeah other than that money and so he's he's kind of a jerk lightning is real like realizes in conversation he's like I don't have anyone except for my agent and my agent's kind of a jerk too. Like nobody really cares about me. I don't really care about anybody. And he's just like, man, that kind of sucks. He's telling Mac, the only person who's really still kind of sticking by his side that he needs him to drive through the night twice in a row to get him straight over to California as fast as possible. Second night driving through the night, Mac's struggling. He's, he's nodding off. We see a bunch of hot rod cars come through and they start messing around with him, trying to help him fall asleep. 
shoving him around and he kind of starts to go off the road when he hits those <clears throat> bumps on the side of the road. It knocks a button, which sends lightning who's sound asleep because he wasn't going to stay awake with Mac. He was just expecting Mac to do all the work. Sends lightning, just sound asleep, rolling out into the middle of the highway. So he wakes up, middle of the highway, car's coming at him. He freaks out. He drives. He gets lost, finds himself with a cop behind him driving down some back road, totally lost, doesn't know where he is. And then he accidentally trying to try not to get hurt, thinking that the cop was shooting at him. He's, he swerves all over the place, ends up like running into barbed wire, grabbing a statue and tearing up this road. And he absolutely like demolishes this town. And so he gets arrested and he gets put on trial. And on trial, he is expecting like, oh, I'm just going to get out of here. It's going to be easy because he expects everything's going to be handed to him on a silver platter. And he's like, I just need to get out of here. And they're like, no, you need to fix the road. Then the judge comes in. The judge is like, I don't want anything to do with that dumb race car. Get him out of here. Then the prosecutor comes in and is like, no, our town is worth saving. And riles up all the people. And the judge eventually is like, ah, all right. The judge being fabulous Doc Hudson. We'll get into the, didn't mean to actually say his fabulous Hudson Hornet, which we'll get into. So Doc doesn't like lightning, hates race cars. Sally, the prosecutor, expects that this hotshot arrogant guy is going to fix what he messed up and this hotshot arrogant guy is like i'm too important for this i gotta go so he is strapped up to this paving machine and he's expected betsy. to bets is it betsy or bessie but i don't know actually i, don't, I, I thought it was <laughs> bessie but i might be wrong either way yep. he gets strapped up and he's like well i'm gonna try i, I if i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna get out of here and he like fixes the road horribly and he gets told, no, you got to go back and you got to do it right. So he, he has to like tear up the bad paving, redo some good paving. Slowly along the way, he's, he's becoming friends with this lovable tow truck in the area who's supposed to keep watch on him. He slowly starts to become friends with Sally. They start to allow, they start giving him some nice things. They let him stay in the cone. He gets to hang out. And Mater takes him out and goes tractor tipping with him. He slowly starts to become, he, he started out being like, this is the worst place in the world. And he slowly starts to realize, you know, these people are actually really nice. Like, I don't want to admit it, but like, it's, it's, half, it's not half bad. So little by little, he, he starts like paving the road well. He starts in his off time, spending time with all of the, the other cars. And it might have been, I'm, I'm debating about the time, but there was also a moment where he starts talking smack to the judge, doc, to Doc, and Doc is like, well, you know what? If you can beat me in a race, then I'll let you leave without fixing the road. But yeah, after he made, fixed the road horribly, before he tears it back up and does it the right way, he races Doc with all on the line, like if I can beat Doc in this race, a one lap race, then I get to leave without fixing it. But 
if he loses, then he has to fix the road the way that Doc says. So he's like all pumped up. He's like, I'm about to race this 80-year-old car. This is going to be easy. Takes off. It's a dirt track. And like you mentioned, he he has no idea how to drive on dirt. So when he goes into one of the turns, he slides off the road straight into the cactuses. And Doc knew it was going to happen. He knew he didn't stand a chance from the beginning. He knew that Lightning was going to mess it all up because he was going to try to go in way too fast. And he was going to slide all over the place. As Lightning is slowly becoming more and more acquainted with the, the people, as he's becoming friends with everybody and realizing that the, this town has some wonderful sides to it, he finds out he one time he catches old Doc out on that same racetrack, pulling off that turn beautifully. He's able to, to drift around the corner. He knows what he's doing, and he is blown away. He also later finds out that Doc is none other than a famous race car himself. He was the fabulous Hudson Hornet, a, a, a big-time racing legend in his day. And so he, he confronts him, and he's like, why haven't you told anybody? You won Piston Cups, the very thing that I'm trying to win you have them why haven't you told anybody and he's like i had this horrible wreck i tried to come back and no one cared about me they were all about the new rookies i'm done i'm i'm done with that whole racing scene you're all just a bunch of hotheads who only care about yourself i don't care so i disappeared meanwhile lightning is still slowly getting to know the area he and sally go for this drive where he gets to see just how incredibly beautiful radiator springs really is and the whole carburetor canyon he sees how how awesome everything is and he's like this is amazing how, how can nobody knows about this and you can see the interstates going by and they're all just missing it and he realized just how sad it is that people are missing out on something so amazing so he gets it in his head and he's just ready that he wants to do everything he can to help make this town something everybody knows about because these people are great people. This town is a beautiful town and people deserve to see just how beautiful it is. So he goes, as he's continuing to finish the road, he also sets out and he cleans up all of the, the shops. He helps like fix lights. He helps make it all look beautiful and great again. And he surprises them all with it. And just when he's like at the peak of like, He's becoming a good person. All of these reporters show up. Mac shows up and they're like, we've been looking all over for you. You've been missing. Where have you been? They take him. They head straight over to California. They get there and it's kind of like we're back in racing mode. Like he's trying, he's trying to get in the zone for this new race. He, he's ready to go. He tries to get out there and race, but he keeps getting distracted. Like he's in the race. But he just keeps, he's not on his A game. He keeps messing up because he just keeps remembering the times that he had when he was in Radiator Springs. And he's remembering all the people and he's missing them and he's wishing that he could be there. Meanwhile, towards the end of the race, we come to find out all of the, the gang has come back. They all came to the race to be with him. They've showed up. They want to help him out. They came to be his pit crew. Doc is there to be his crew chief. Like he's 
there to help. And everyone in the crowd is blown away. They're like, it's the fabulous Hudson Hornet. No one's seen him in 50 years. And they're all so excited to see him, even though he tried to go back once and they didn't care. But they're thrilled to see him. And, and Lightning is a team player now. Like he's listening to what Doc has to say. Doc's like becoming this mentor to him. He's like, I'll do, he, he does whatever he says. He helps like coach him through it. And they, and the race is great. There's a lot of fun, exciting moments that happen. Lightning puts into practice a lot of the things that he learns. And we're getting right towards the very end. And it's, it is Lightning in front. The king in second and chick in third. And chick is like, I'm done being the king shadow. I'm I am done with this. He does what he always does. And he hits the king, causes him to have this super huge massive wreck. And lightning sees it and, and immediately remembers everything that he saw about Doc. He remembers how awful it was for him and how tragic it was that nobody cared. And he just throws the brakes on it. He stops right at the finish line like he doesn't pass he stops right at the finish line and he's just looking at it and like he should have won chick hicks flies past him and he comes in first and lightning just sits there completely still and everybody's like what just happened then he throws it in reverse he goes back and he pushes the king through and he's like the king deserves to finish his last race and everyone is like that is the man that's the move that was awesome and everyone hates chick rightfully so and everybody's loving lightning like he's like getting everything thrown his way dynaco is like there's more to racing than just winning how would you like to sign with dynaco and then he's like you know what i love to but i kind of want to give it to the guys that have been here the whole time so i'm going to stick with my current sponsor and he go. We get some more scenes back at the, back at this the town where Lightning has kind of sent some more people back there. He's kind of helping make this like the, the base. I mean, he's trying to help get it to kind of build back up and movie ends on this happy fun note of Lightning grew, and everybody at Radiator Springs kind of got a the town kind of got its life and everything back because Lightning kind of used it as a used his platform to kind of push it awesome such a good movie man so cars came out in 2006 it was directed by john lassiter the music was by randy newman which we we're, we're back to having randy newman do the music the soundtrack is is interesting we'll talk about it later but i think this is the one that kind of mixes popular music with lyrics with the instrumental yeah. stuff that Pixar does so well and so like, we'll talk about that a little bit later but Cars premiered I thought this was cool Cars premiered on May 26 2006 at Lowe's Motor Speedway they actually oh. showed a screening at Lowe's Motor Speedway in, in Concord North Carolina I and mean, it wasn't theatrically released until uh, two weeks later on June 9th wow um, to it had a budget of $120 million and it made $462 million worldwide. So definitely, definitely did good there. Dude, uh, this is something that makes so much money. It's they crazy. do. <laughs> it is crazy. It was nominated for an Oscar for the best animated movie and best song, but it didn't win either. And it actually currently sits at 74 on Rotten Tomatoes, which 
kind of shocked me. And so, yeah, that's that's what I've got. You've got to earn any your other mark kind of random by doing something big know about for something say. bigger than yourself. Uh, I don't uh, Someday know. you'll all no, make your mark. I don't, I don't mark. have any other fun facts or fun tidbits. I can't right, wait cool, to see it. jump into making our mark. All right, general attraction. What you got, man? I only gave it a seven. Oh, okay. And I'll, so tell me your number real quick. So I think before you say what you say, I think the conversation that we had at the beginning of this movie is exactly why we graded it the way we did. You gave it a seven because you're not a real big cars guy, like a yeah. NASCAR guy. I was at the time this movie came out. And so I give it a 10 because when I, when I, when this movie came out, I, I loved that. That was like my, like I said, me and my dad connected on that. And so it was, it was kind of, just kind of continued that love and continued that yeah. uh, passion that I had to do something with my dad. And, and now we get to go watch this movie. And so it was, it was definitely cool for me. And so that's why it's a 10 for me. So, yeah, I, I don't really, I, I don't know or care about NASCAR at all. <laughs> so that definitely plays a big part of it. I also, I don't like, I don't really care about the, the sentient cars. Like so far, like we've made, like we've like personified or, or like given life to a lot of things. And a lot of those things kind of already have life in, in and of themselves. They're sure. insects, fish, or, or like toys don't, but they look, they already right. look like the, the fact that we're giving them faces and right. it, it just, it feels very kiddish. The movie pulls it off well For enough sure. that it isn't, but on the cover, especially the, it, I, it sticks out like when lightning has like his tongue out going through the smoke at the beginning like that's just <laughs> it feels very kiddish so that's why it's just a seven point the, the initial the idea of like the life of cars is like cool i guess it's my least favorite of all the like life of things that we've kind of looked at so far so that's why sure all right what about plot nine i like the plot a lot yeah, I, I, I gave it an eight. The, the movie's plot is, is really cool. Seeing lightning grow throughout this movie and, and every point of growth feels earned and it feels like, honestly, it feels legitimate. Like it, it, it doesn't feel like they force fed any moment of growth. Everything that, that happened to him, every scenario, whether he's going tractor tipping or whether he's going up to the, the top of the canyon, every single thing that happens throughout the movie can kind of help you understand how he comes to the conclusion that he does and the growth that he eventually does come to. So I definitely think the plot helps that out a lot. Yeah, absolutely. The like the the it's so subtle, but growth because like you'll see him grow a little bit from like the start of the tractor tipping scene to the end. Like he's yeah. he's like and it happens so there there's so so incremental like doing the remember me was really hard because I didn't want to get too nitty gritty, but like it is that every little thing that happens is really big. It's just little by little, he grows to like it a little bit more. There right. were two, two like plot, there's really only like one plot hole that like I can kind of poke in it that I don't, that, that makes me kind of bring it down. Okay. Which is that like he got arrested and I don't understand why he didn't get a phone call. Like it, <laughs> it, we're, we're playing in this like America, American society type thing. Like, by all means, like he should have gotten a phone call, in which case he would have called an attorney or he would have called Mac and then he wouldn't have been held there against his will. So he would have never actually grown. But that's the, that's, it's, it, it's not a big deal because I like everything that happens. So I'm okay with him having not gotten that phone call. 
sometimes the things that you think of bother me. I'm like, Josh, just watch the movie, bro. Like a phone call? Yeah, a yeah, car didn't get a phone it's, call. <laughs> it's okay. Dude, that is that is that's kidnapping, and he was Stockholm syndrome. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Themes. I gave it a nine. I I actually legitimately love that the the theme that I kind of saw throughout this movie, and it, and I'll talk a little bit more about it later in one of the other sections, but. I like the fact that it's just like taking it slow is okay. What is important in life is, is your friends. It's, it's people. It's, it's the now it's not the future. It's not the, what you can achieve. It's not what you can, you can strive for, which all those things are important, but taking it slow and taking every single moment to be the now is, is just so cool. That's yeah, what I got out of it anyway. Absolutely. I wrote a few different ones that kind of stuck out to me and I, I, I love all of them. So I gave it an eight. I really love, love the themes in this. So I got uh, Famous Fleeting and Hollow. The journey is more important than the destination. You have to slow down and enjoy the simple things. And then this one is living at the speed of lightning is exhausting and hollow. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like, it's that slow down and enjoy the now. Absolutely. For sure. All right, animation. I gave it an eight. Okay. What about you? <laughs> this is probably the, the 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 harshest I was on this movie. And it wasn't until I watched it this time that it bothered the mess out of me. I gave it a six. Ooh. A lot of it looks good. The backgrounds look good. The cars are fun uh -huh. enough. But the eyes, Josh. Like I just, there was a scene, it was the scene when Lightning and Sally are talking at the cones. He had just come back from the night with Mater. And then I just watched the eyes and it's so weird because like, you know how our eyes, like I can, I can move one, I can wink, I can do other things, but like their yeah. whole thing is like, it's literally like one block and they both eyes move together and they're these weird bulgy eyes and there's just so much white and it's, it, it just bothered me. I couldn't get over the creepy eyes this time. I had to give it less. The next time you watch this movie or when we get to Cars 2 in a few weeks, you're going to look at the eyes and be like, I can't see anything else and it's going to bother you. Just like I needed something else to mark Cars 2 down for. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, poor Cars 2. So I, I already, I didn't pay that close of attention to it. So that I, I didn't catch, I, like I wasn't looking that hard at them. So that didn't hit me. But I don't like the Cars. Like I don't. The, like the actual like aesthetic of them I guess looks like I don't like the living car aspect I don't like the idea of it I don't like how they did it I, I did, that's why it's two down but the everything else is beautiful the scenery is why I gave it as much as it was because yeah the scenery is incredible yeah the world that they're in like Radiator Springs actual city it's like it is what it is like everything looks fine the racetracks look fine they don't look good they just look fine but it's like the world of that canyon and the drive that they have that mm -hmm. is like different world beautiful for sure absolutely all right voice acting i gave it a nine i gave it a nine yeah i think it earned I, it like it's yeah it's good for sure i think owen wilson and 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 he, he's the main one he is lightning mcqueen to me i know he plays a whole lot of other things he's super popular super famous but like when i think of owen wilson i i actually think of lightning mcqueen and and honestly in life, Larry the Cable Guy anno annoys the mess out of me. I think his his comedy stuff is stupid and just like dumb. But in this movie, 
he is lovable charm like charm charming and like made her he does made her very well and i think yeah that and for all all that i will trash mater for next time i love mater in this movie mater's great in this movie he's fun he is lovable he's got that goofy sidekick character to him and he's what makes lightning learn to love rusty cars it's he's fantastic and i even think paul newman as doc i I don't know i I should but don't really know anything else that he's in but the name sounds so familiar and Owen Wilson, I don't associate him just with this, but this is the only like role that I know that he does. I think of him as like him, but this is the only role I can name that he does. Right. So, but um, but they all do such a good job. And I thought the the and this may go with Easter eggs, so this is kind of tie in with Easter eggs and voice acting. But I love the NASCAR pools that they get. You may not even know a whole lot of of what they None. they pull in, but I, but I think it is it is cool. So the king he is voiced by Richard Petty, who is a extremely extremely famous racer, uh, race oh, car driver okay. from from back in the day. And so like he is. Like when you think of someone like the king in cars, you would think of Richard Petty. And he is 43 in, in real life. And he had that kind of blue car that, that the king is as well, that Dynaco blue. And I thought this was cool that Mrs. The King, which I think that is that is funny that they call her that, uh, <laughs> is is voiced by Richard Petty's wife. And so I thought that was kind of cool. But let's see. Daryl Waltrip, Daryl Cartrip, one of the announcers is Daryl Waltrip. And he is that excited about racing and he's announcer for nascar now and he is that much exciting for every single race just like he (laughs) was in this movie if you've you may never have heard this but if you ever hear the phrase boogity 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 let's go racing i don't know if you've ever heard that that is he says it before every race and 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 so that is kind of made popular from that and then junior um you was dale Earnhardt jr there was just he kind of popped in and out every once in a while which i thought that was kind of cool and then mario andretti was was also in the movie too and they all voiced themselves which i thought was kind of cool and so i don't know what this says about me but the only name i recognized was dale Earnhardt jr and and that that is reasonable (laughs) if you don't know it so i just thought all of that together definitely made it a a nine for me john ratzenberger quiz mac yes oh dude oh yeah (laughs) that was an easy one this one also like if i if you watch the credits you'd get it for sure. And you yeah. would learn all the previous ones right. up <laughs> right. to this point. We'll talk about that later, too. I, I, I like that scene. All right. <laughs> Soundtrack. I gave it an eight. Okay. Because it's it's just a very different set. Like, it really works for what this is. It might honestly deserve more, but for the fact that it's just so different, and it it, it isn't but it feels almost lazy to use a bunch of like songs as your soundtrack. It isn't. Mm. And I know that, but that's how it, when I think about it, I'm like, it's just a bunch of songs that he didn't even write that it, so it's kind of like, it kind of feels a little bit that. So because it's just different and you don't really necessarily associate all of the songs you hear with parts of the movie, it didn't, it didn't quite do it for me. Like some other ones have though. I enjoy most of the songs. Sure. So I gave it a nine. I can't remember if I said that the the lyrical music that they use, I think it's great, honestly. And what I found, I found interesting is that it's actually heavily country music influenced. Cheryl Crow sings the first song when, when they're in that first race. And then obviously Rascal Flats with Life is a Highway. Brad Paisley actually sings like four or five different songs. And then I didn't know he, that. 
Yeah, he's not necessarily country, but at the end, in the credits, John Mayer sings a version of Route 66, which is pretty good. And the background music, I actually noticed it a lot during this movie, during the like tractor tipping scene or when they're driving up to the canyon or when they first race and lightning is trying to go around and, and all of that, the, the music kind of swells again. I think Randy Newman does it again. But like you said, it is kind of cheating, but it's not because movies like the, the biggest example, I think, would be guardians of the galaxy they use strictly like the songs and so that fits that movie very well and i think in a lot of ways the soundtrack and the music that they use for this movie fits it pretty well as well and and the reason why i think it fits it so well is because we're doing cars and when you're thinking about like like when you're thinking about cars you're thinking about listening to the radio and so you're going with songs that are songs all of those all of those sound take two all of those songs feel like you could hear them on the radio yeah absolutely and so, so yeah, I, I agree with that a side note to this is i i always have known that the song life is a highway was not written for this movie like i was aware of that <laughs> though it is like staple cars yeah, what i is. didn't know is i i always thought that like it was just a rascal flat song nope. like, it was like <laughs> that they did and that they threw that they decided to use for this movie i didn't know that it was written by someone else and rascal and this is rascal it for this and, movie. and what's hilarious is just recently i i went back and i listened to the original like i i found all that out and listened mm-hmm. to the original and the original just sounds like a really bad cover of the rascal <laughs> flats version <laughs> Like, I know it's the other way around, but listening to him, like, yep. I can't listen to this and think that this is the original. This sounds so much worse. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, what you got for characters? I gave it a nine. Same. I, I love these characters. Like, they, they do a really good job. I, I think I said that, I, I, I might not have said this, but, like, the whole plot is driven by Lightning and Doc's decisions. Like, they're the ones that, like, call the shots. They're the reason things happen the way they happen. And they both grow so well like we watch them grow so perfectly like with like it makes perfect sense the moment they do it doesn't happen suddenly it's incremental and they both grow into like really relatable like characters like lightning is this kind of big-headed arrogant guy who's in a huge rush to get everything and then he learns you need to slow down and doc is this older hurt kind of jaded guy who who learns that even if you've been hurt, like there's still reasons to be hopeful. Yeah, I, I agree. Lightning's path, uh, you know, I'm all about the path that they go on and just seeing lightning go from a punk to someone who actually cares about other people. It, it truly is an awesome, awesome thing to see his growth. And so I think just seeing him grow and then all the side characters, there's like so many people that are super fleshed out and little character moments that fleshes them out. Like I think about all the people that are in Radiator Springs and how how like the, the sergeant, he, he plays the music every morning and then the hippie van plays their music and they have that rebuttal. And just that small moment can kind of, uh, develop their characters and then all of the other people like like luigi with the tires and then Flo and ramon i think it is the the, the, like the the low riding car and just seeing their small character moments kind of build this community in a really cool way and so i i think they do a really good job developing the characters in this movie yeah i agree completely humor 
I gave it an eight. There are some pretty laugh out loud moments. Mostly of most of them are from Mater, in my opinion. One of my favorite bits. I can't remember what his name was, which is actually kind of funny, but it's the rusty car that has his nameplate on the front. And Stanley. No, I think it was Fred or Frank. It was. It definitely started with an F, I think. But it. it but he was like, Lightning McQueen knows my name. And then oh, Mario Andretti Fred, says the Fred, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Mario Andretti knows my name. And I just, <laughs> that that made me laugh a whole lot. The The tractor tipping bit was kind of funny. And also the Mac watching the car versions of himself at the end bit. I know that's in the credits and probably shouldn't count, but it, it's one of my favorite bits ever. So, yeah. So I only gave it a six. Okay. And it's it's for the same reason. There's there's not a ton of like good situational humor like we've kind of seen them do. And I I don't know if I like burned this movie out when I was a kid, but like I do love Mater, but like his funny stuff isn't really funny to me anymore. Like it, it was like <laughs> I I know all the jokes inside now and so like they they didn't catch me up guard. I didn't catch myself laughing. I know all the parts and so they just didn't they didn't make me laugh this time. I love him. He's a fun character, but I didn't I didn't laugh at anything that was going on at any point during the movie. It, it's there was, as I thought more about some of the stuff, like just the existence of the the hippie and the sergeant, like their little like feud is is a situationally like funny mm-hmm. thing. I I will say, actually backtrack. I do laugh at one part in this movie every time when I don't remember her name, but the old car in the town mm-hmm. where she's like, if you keep talking to yourself, people are gonna think you're crazy. And he goes, oh thanks. <laughs> what i wasn't talking to you i wasn't talking to you <laughs> that's the only i laughed at that and that's the only time i laughed the whole movie and i'll probably laugh at that forever because i said right i wasn't talking to you <laughs> but that's a it's just a six i, I it's it i just didn't laugh or find it as funny as i as i have in the past gotcha all right easter eggs so I, I gave this one an eight, which may be more credit to the work that I did to find them this time than, <laughs> than sometimes because I think there's there's a lot in a lot of movies, but I, I worked I watched more and looked harder for them this time around. And and it was I was pleasantly surprised by how many I could find. What about you? I gave it an eight as well. I think that just the sheer amount of NASCAR Easter eggs that they put in this movie is is worth a few points, even if it's not your thing, just the fact that they went to the lengths to do that was pretty cool. Yeah. Obviously, the Pizza Planet truck is in there. A113 is on the train that he almost gets hit by. And I actually don't think there is a Ratatouille reference in this movie, which is the next movie that's coming up. And Yeah, I couldn't find it. And then Dynaco is probably the biggest Easter egg in the movie. And then I know I just said it, but the scene at the end with Mac watching the car versions of himself is such a good Easter egg bit. And- and not even just him, like the, the all of them, the, the classic iconic scenes, but with the ball mm-hmm. as cars is hilarious and really fun to watch. Yeah. I, I also, some of the stuff that I found, it was like so incredibly subtle down to one of them was like the writing on one of the cars getting their tires changed was an Easter egg. And it was like, it was a gamma quadrant something or other that was a Toy Story <laughs> reference. Like it's- Oh yeah, the, it, the Lightyear tires too. I forgot about that one. Lightyear tire, yeah. There was there were a couple things here and there on some of the semi-trucks, there were references to movies. There was, I didn't even realize this. And it, what I saw kind of looked photoshopped. So I was like, I don't buy it. But also like, I don't know, maybe that there was like one of the cars was sponsored by Apple. 
which I was like, I, you know, I'd buy it, but it kind of looked, it looked a little bit fake when I saw it, but it, I, I'm pretty sure that it was there, but there was also the, probably my favorite one is during the drive across the country, there's one shot that's just like of uh, tele, like the telephone wires and it has the birds from that, the yeah. birds. And so, and that's one of my favorite shorts, like that I've, of all of their shorts and mm -hmm. so that's a fun little there was one other short easter egg that i know of but that i didn't know the short that well so but yeah there was a lot i was impressed by it so for sure all right ending i gave it a 10 uh i love the end of this movie uh it is my favorite part is you know how in some movies there's like a cliche like the 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 main character is reformed he's he's learned a lot from the people he's been with the whole time and then he does that one stupid thing to make everyone in the town hate him because he went back to his old self that's like a cliche in movies they do that but they don't make lightning regress in any of his growth which i which i like a lot a lot of movies will will be like the famous person is like oh i actually want to be famous again for a second but then they'll eventually but but lightning doesn't do that he yeah he doesn't go back on any of his growth he continues to grow and grow and grow and grow and even when the people come to radiator springs to get him he's kind of hesitant about even going back because of the amount of growth that he has and so yeah. I, I just love that they do that and then when when he 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 finally gets a, a crew chief and he and he gets help and he gets the the pit crew and and how everyone kind of comes together and he finds that for him and then when he helps the king at the end is honestly just so good it's just so good good from from the beginning of the movie when he desperately desperately wanted to win at all costs to to making sure someone else finishes with grace and dignity is is just the coolest amount of growth and seeing that in action really kind of brought the movie home for me yeah dude i agree completely it's a 10 it's a perfect ending like they they nail it they've got everything that you could possibly want the race i everything from like where he like fixes up the town to when the movie closes it's just perfect it, it goes everything builds and, and and wraps up beautifully his growth is is culminated both of him and doc are that's like culminated in their peak like their their great relationship the the only thing that like i don't like and it's not i i shouldn't dislike it is i kind of wish that he would sign with dynaco and you i'm glad that you actually know more about nascar because you can answer this for me like is it wrong to say that like you can outgrow a sponsor like you can be like so good that you should move on to a bigger better sponsor or does somebody typically just stay with the same sponsor no matter how so, well they're like, doing the differences in sponsors in like nascar will be like target versus walmart both of those things are awesome and so switching to one to the other isn't that big of a deal the difference between dynaco and rusty's is so massive that, that that there isn't really that i guess yeah so when he when he's like you know what i appreciate it but i'm gonna sign it i get what they're doing with this growth and his character like that's not yeah. the most important i actually thing. like that i kind of like wish that he it's like i kind of get that he could probably he's he's the best he probably should be signed by the best but then as, a, as I think about it more too, kind of, I think the, the reason, big reason you would sign with Dynaco is because you would get the, 
the transportation of helicopters you mm -hmm. get the crew and he's got his crew he's got his right. crew chief right. he's got back like so he's kind of i get it but i don't really i kind of like he's the best so he and he's like become such a good person that he should still get the good sponsorship with the right motives but but ultimately it doesn't change anything it's just another good thing that he does showing how much he's grown and so I, like it's just so good for sure all right, man. So what? Let's add up all our scores, and it's on our sheet here. But what? What? What did your final score? Let me. I put it. I got mine, an so. eighty. Oh, you put in all yours. I changed yeah. one of mine last second. I got <laughs> eighty-two was mine. Oh wow, an eighty-two. Okay, that's that's pretty good for for, for you. I think I got an eighty-six, and so we kind of even out to be eighty-four, which is near the bottom of 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 kind of what we got. So so far. It looks like our list is Toy Story 2, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., Toy Story 1, Cars, The Incredibles, and then A Bug's Life. So that's our list so far. Man, would I, not have guessed that this would be where we are. <laughs> if you um, told me early on that I was going to end up putting cars ahead of the incredibles i would have said you're crazy yeah which technically you didn't yeah i did <laughs> looking at my list but not by much it's only no, by five points no, on no, my list they're 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 so close i think which is which is interesting so all right man that's that's pretty cool we are getting an extensive list i need to post it i've not posted the list in a while i need to i'll definitely do that in the in the coming weeks so yeah um, i was thinking that we out. should make a little we should make some sort of like a little specific like graphic one that we use too that we update sure and let's move on to woody's roundup All right, Josh, who is your favorite character, side character from this movie? So there's a lot of really good options. And I I went very like residual side, though I'd be, because it's kind of, it's a blurred line between who's, I guess it's just lightning. It's just the main character. Yeah. So you could really go anything else, but the other ones are so big that I kind of stayed away from them. And I went with Mac. Um, okay. I, I, Mac is so loyal. He'll yeah. do anything for lightning. He drove through the night twice. He, he and with no, and then after that, he also signed up to be his pit crew because he fired his, because the other crew quit because he was such a jerk right. to them. Like <laughs> he, he pushes right. him around and he, when he loses him, he's like, he's so sad for him. And he tries so hard to find him. He's so happy when he finds him. Like Mac is just like a, a the most loyal puppy dog friend you could possibly ask for. And Lightning did not deserve him early on, and I like that he was there. Okay, cool. So I did kind of go with one of the main side characters. I, I went with Vader. Um, Which is a, a great choice. Like I said earlier, Larry the Cable Guy just kind of gets on my nerves, but Mater doesn't. And, and Mater is just, he's so wholesome, and he's so just such a good friend, and he's such a good a good guy and and just seeing him interact and and care about lightning not because he's a super famous racer but just because he's lightning and yeah. and seeing that is is just a really cool thing and and i can understand i i think i can understand why 
they would want to make a movie about Mater, like I could understand that. Like it makes sense. Yeah. They just don't do a good job. That's that's what Cars that's Cars 2's biggest problem is like I understand why you would want to make a movie about Mater because he's awesome and, and he's funny. And make a movie about Mater by all means. Like make Mater the main character, but don't do what you did. <laughs> and don't so make they him just a do secret not, agent. They just do not oh. do a, a swell job. And and so Mater's <laughs> my favorite favorite character from, from this movie. Going, so. going into this conversation, like we were both like, man, I'm surprised. This is a good, this is actually a good movie. And like, I know, and I knew going into it, Cars is a great movie. It's one For of sure. the best, but Cars 2 is so, it is such a train wreck that it mars <laughs> Cars 1. And Cars 3 is not good enough to make up for Cars 2 to the point that you're just still like, you forget how good Cars 1 is. There's no way 2 or 3 will come much, very close to it. I I'm, I like 3 a lot. I actually might like 3 more. 3 three, is going to be close. 3 is going to be semi-close. It, it won't but, get to Cars, I don't think, but it'll be close. Yeah, but 2, oh man. It, no. it makes you just makes you hate the, the franchise <laughs> all right how about your least favorite character dude i don't like this one I, I i don't like who i chose i don't know that i have another choice like i don't i don't want to choose chick which is not who i chose because <laughs> that's just almost like choosing sid from toy mm-hmm. story like which i think we did choose al back in the day from <laughs> but, you know so. what you're right and I, you know what, then I'll call an audible and I'm going to call Chick because I don't want to say the one that I wrote down because I, I, I kind of like the one I wrote down. Well, I guess what, say, Josh? Like... I'm going to make you. Who was your other one? <laughs> Dang it. I wrote Sergeant. Okay. And it, he's of the side characters. He's the one I like the least, the least which yeah. is what this is, the least. It's not that I dislike him, right. but like I like everyone else a little bit more, but mostly if for no other reason other than the fact that like I get what their businesses are and what they do for all of them except for the hippie who's a hippie who doesn't have to contribute anything because he's a hippie (laughs) i don't really know like he doesn't he has a surplus military store it doesn't make any sense everything else makes sense so he makes the least sense but i love his situational humor of him and the hippie butting heads all the time so i so chickens i'll give you that one Chick Hicks is an absolute pompous jerk who never <laughs> changes their grows and he stays a jerk the whole time. And like through all three movies too. <laughs> yeah, he's just awful. So I've, I've kind of had a theme to my least favorite characters over the last little bit. Besides Bob, I hated Bob last week, last time, but <laughs> I picked Doc as my least favorite this, this watch through. And here's why. Dude. It's, it's the same thing that happened with Gil and Nemo. His selfishness just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why I'm picking up on that. Like maybe maybe God's trying to teach me something that I'm like <laughs> struggling with selfishness and I'm like like David and not seeing it in myself, but like seeing it in others. I don't know what that deal is, but for some reason his selfishness and just his, him caring more about himself and it, it just kind of rubbed me the, way, the wrong way this, this time, so. Wow, man. It's not that I hate him. I like the whole retired. I think race I like him more than Nader. I think I like him more than Nader in this movie. He's yeah, such no. a like. He doesn't start there, but he becomes just this loving grandfather character that like takes lightning we'll under see. his wing. But when when does that happen we know that happens because of cars three but we don't necessarily see that we see him come in and be the 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 pit crew uh, pit chief but we don't necessarily see him like 
training him or doing anything like that. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just kind of am where he is at the very end. I'll give you that. But throughout the movie, I really like him. He he kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. All right. All right, man. (laughs) You, you do you. I'm doing me, man. That's all I can do. (laughs) All right. 22. It is an honor having you prepare 22 for Earth. I'm going to make you wish you never died. All right, I've got two questions. One, I think will be just kind of a fun conversation a little bit later. But the first one I have is that when when lightning first goes into kind of schmooze the Rusty's guys, all of the cars there just have like rust everywhere. And lightning is just like disgusted at rust. So like, what is the rust equivalent in humans? Is it like old age? Is it like leprosy? Is it like what? What What do you think if those were humans, which I know is a stupid question, but like, what, what would that be? That's a good question. So like, I usually would have just thought old age, like that they're old, gross cars, but also like Mater's not that old and Doc is. And right, so right. Doc's not rusty, Mater is. And it is specifically called, it's not just called like rusties. It's called a medicated like ointment. Like it is, it is for something. So I guess it's like some sort of rash. In theory, and also in theory, it can be fixed. If rusties works, it can be fixed. Which is maybe another question of why everyone in that tent is still so horribly (laughs) rusty if they all use rusties. (laughs) I don't want to get into that one, but I don't no. think it's a very legitimate product. <laughs> uh, I would go with probably some sort of old age associated. Sure. Got it. All right. Hit me. Zach, I got something that frustrates me. <laughs> it's probably going to frustrate you that it frustrates me. As a typical uh, it, it, already, it already does, actually. <laughs> it, it fits the theme of a lot of things that I already asked, but Jesse, sentient. (laughs) There are tractors. There are little insects. There are RVs. We see in other ones, there's school buses. Like there's, there's helicopters. All of these vehicles have become sentient, except Bessie. Okay, she's not a vehicle. Because she's a machine. She's a machine. Okay, but think about like the back of Mac. Mac isn't the long truck. He's just the front part. The back True. part isn't sentient. He, he's just, but he kind of talks it, about it like it's part of him. Even though he doesn't control it, he does talk about it as if it's a part of him at times. Okay. Which is, yeah. but, but I get where you're, I do what you're saying. She's, she's, a, she's a trailer. She she's doesn't a have trailer. an engine that goes. She just has an engine that cycles through the which isn't even an engine it's like what's it even called it's like a furnace right so maybe that's why all right so she's just a glorified trailer i guess is what you're saying okay i can get behind that all right this one should be interesting imagine you are a car exactly you okay how would your job my job our jobs be transferred into the car's universe. We're not race car drivers. We're not any of that. We are us as cars. You would be, okay, Josh works at a childcare agency. I used to work there. I moved on. I'll talk about that in a second. So Josh, you 
do you think there is childcare in the Cars universe? Do you think there's an after school (laughs) summer camp for kids, kid cars in the Cars universe? There's gotta be. I bet I'm a school bus in this world. (laughs) Dude, I think I'm a school bus. How do little cars get inside of the school bus is a very, I don't know. I don't know how they would fit, but I think that surely cars have kids. They've got to, they've got to have kids. And if you've got kids, you need somebody to watch your kids. All right. (laughs) So I just started a new job where I kind of work at like a work clothing store. So like cowboy boots, like work pants, that kind of stuff. And I'm into shipping. And so I would imagine that would kind of equate to it's to, to like maybe like chains on tires or something like that for like snow plows or something like that. And then tires, tires just in general. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. True. I, I might even be something like uh, Ramon where I paint cars or something like yeah. it's making them look different. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then the last one, which I, I think definitely is true because I'm a youth pastor as well. And I was wondering, like, that just kind of opens up a whole bag of worms. Like what is religion in the cars universe? <laughs> but I know for a fact that there is a Pope because in cars too, you see the car Pope. And so that definitely there's implies car, at least uh, Catholicism. There's, there's car religion. So there's got to be car <laughs> pastors too. We don't see a lot of the South in this movie, but if we did, we'd, we'd probably see some we're, car we're pastors. At, we're out West. There's not as many churches out, out West. Out in the, in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> not as many of them sitting right there. All right. So like I said, I just thought that would be kind of a fun, fun conversation. Yeah. So my other, my next question is not quite as fun. It kind of ties into my other question. I probably should have tag teamed it and it goes with your answer too, but how much of the car do you think they feel? Like what you already said, like Mac's trailer is not part of Mac. Lightning can't tell that his tires are wearing down. And when they bust, he doesn't, he doesn't flinch. Like it's not like it hurt him and he's like grinding his rims and that doesn't seem to hurt him. So I'm curious, like, do they have any sort of feeling in any part of the car? If they're in a wreck, does it like, it looks like when they're in a wreck that they look pretty beat up and they look mm-hmm. like they're hurt, but what part of the car, like what part is worthy of feeling and what is it? Right. Hmm. That's a really good question. I don't know. Cause I, cause you got to think like, is it just a shell is what's yeah. inside the car, like the engine or the seats, or, or is that what actually is sentient and the outside is just a shell? I don't know. I, I think I've seen some video floating on YouTube that's like, what's on the inside of cars? And I never watch it because I don't want to get it. I don't want to do <laughs> whatever that conspiracy theory is. I don't want to get into that. That's just very, that's too, too weird where they have like what looks like a brain behind the giant eyes that you hate. Like, I don't want to think about that. But yeah, what I do know that. is that like, it is just odd that I don't I don't quite know because actually you know now that I think about it when he gets the bumper stickers at the very end he does flinch when she puts the bumper stickers on him so he does feel his bumper but he doesn't feel his tires and I don't know if he feels his rims he might have felt it and he was just like so in the moment of trying to win that he right, didn't care right, that it was right. hurting him so maybe it's just everything but the tires like the car yeah, like the tires the car, are yeah. like something that it's like on the car but it's not part of the car. So sure. that might be it. Makes Maybe sense. it's just a, the cars are like shoes. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I got. All right, man, let's move on to our, our core memory. But the really important ones are over here. I don't want to get too technical, but these are called core memories. Side note, because it's such a colorful movie and it has such fun piano stuff, Hunter's been playing Inside Out for Addie a lot. <laughs> she likes to watch it. And so I hear that the, the scene about core memories kind of a lot because we just watched the first <laughs> like 10 minutes of that movie a lot. <laughs> Also, this, for it. this was this was Emery's first movie. Oh yeah, she was she was sitting with me watching this movie. <laughs> she was so asleep awesome. most of the time, but her Addie's first movie was The Good Dinosaur. But I only got like ten minutes in. And I was like, "This is stupid. I'm not watching this." So I went to watch The Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Josh. What is your core memory for this movie? I have a feeling we have the same one. Okay. So I'll say mine, and it's not even close. There's no moment that comes anywhere near what my core memory is, and it's the last race. I love the ending. The ending was perfect. It, it's my favorite moment. It's the culmination of lightning, and I say Doc's growth. Like they both are like the best version of themselves of this in this movie. In that moment, you see lightning like longing for what he's just recently like learned to love you see him incorporating a lot of the things that he like learned like he's like backing up he's drifting like and he he makes the biggest leap of like i'm giving up the thing that i've been chasing this whole time because i want to do what's right and so like everything about like that race is like just the best part of the movie to me that's that's a really great moment but it is in fact not my core memory we have different my core memory is when sally shows lightning what radiator springs used to look like that scene just kind of resonates with me being from a really small hometown and just knowing what kind of just being from a small town is just it's kind of an awful existence it's you just see your town die and die and die and die and die and it just it 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 just stinks because like there's so much beauty in this world that will never be seen by people just because it's not it's just off the beaten path it's just off the the path that is is things And and to see lightning realize that that beauty isn't in his achievement beauty isn't in his his winning the piston cup it's 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 that slowing down was okay. I, I love that he literally says the phrase, it's, it's okay to slow down. Lightning for his whole entire existence is go, 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 go. Like just as fast and as as hard and as in, in a lot of cases stupid as he can go. And for this moment, he actually has to slow down and realize what life is all about. It it's kind of funny. Me and Carly have been, we just had the baby. And so, and so we've kind of been stuck in the house and we've been trying to find something to do that is actually fun and, and not just stare at each other. And so I found a nineties country music bracket online. And so we've been filling that out and listening to the song. I know it's cheesy, but whatever. And one of the songs is in, I think it might even called hurry by Alabama. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but the, the, the chorus or whatever is like, I'm in a hurry to get things done, rushing, rushing to life's no fun. All I got to do is all I really got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. And so it's, it's this, the song is kind of, to, to, to have these songs, this that song and this movie kind of intersect and just realize that 
lightning was going 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 he was in a rush and he wasn't really sure why but slowing down was the thing that actually gave him purpose was actually the thing that gave him life is just a really cool thing to me yeah i i i totally understand that i get that that's that is a really great scene can i add a a an honorable mention it's not a scene it's just a moment sure i i really love the the just the moment when Mater's like, I knew I made a great choice or I made the right choice. And he's like, what? And he's like, in my best friend. I'm like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. Mater's too. It's not good. a whole scene, but that <laughs> is such a good moment. It is for sure. All right, Josh, I think that that pretty much wraps up that section of, of our of our podcast. Are there any random things that you want to mention about cars before we kind of close up shop? I love this movie. This is a really good movie. I am dreading the next one. <laughs> <laughs> the next cars. I, yeah, the next cars. I'm, I'm, I love the next movie too, but I, I, I hate so much that this movie in any, like, if you can just focus on just this movie, it's such a good movie. And I hate that I can't think about this movie without thinking about cars too. Let's try to go into Cars 2 with a positive attitude. I know it's going to be tough, but let's I'm try. I'm going to try. And I know there's good parts in it. I know there's good parts in it. And so it's going to do better than I think. But it is, yeah, I will I will go into it. Blank slate. I will try, try to find <laughs> the good in what I am remembering as a horrible movie. <laughs> right, right. So it's kind of funny that I actually did have a Cars video game back in the day. And so it, it was a lot of fun. It's exactly what you think it was, racing, driving around Radiator Springs. And then there was a, I think I've talked about it before, Disney Infinity. It was mm-hmm. like the super ambitious Minecraft like like thing for Disney, which looked like it was going to be awesome, but it was the worst thing, like dumbest thing ever. But they had a Cars world that you could buy and I bought it. And it was literally just driving around radiator springs i didn't do any of the missions anything like that i was just lightning and i was just cruising man and so i I remember that (laughs) and and that was like after i graduated college so that that was kind of a funny thing but yeah i remember that doing that i lived at the time with with some friends and they had like i'm trying to think he was probably about three or four at the time maybe a little bit older and so he would just come in there and like let's play cars and so we would drive around as lightning and not do anything and it was so funny so all right, Josh, what movie do we have up next? It's Ratatouille, right? Ratatouille. So I have a confession. I've never told anyone this before. So uh, this can be our little secret just between me and you, Josh. Obviously, no one else is going to hear me say this. It's not going live. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm just, that was the joke. <laughs> um, before I made my list, my rewatch on the last time, I had never seen Ratatouille. I had skipped it somehow. So the what? first time I watched Ratatouille was the, the was most like two so years ago. This this rewatch will be the, the second, second time, time I've ever watched it. it. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah, I somehow skipped it in, in back in the day when it came out. So so we just had, I guess I, we say just had, it will have come out a while ago when everybody's listening to this, but I just <laughs> did the interview for Finding Nemo with Josh Clark. Right. And I I very vividly remember watching Ratatouille with him all the time growing up like we watched it a lot he owned it on dvd and it was like one of our favorites so like he and i watched that movie a ton of times and so i have a lot of memories with that one cool that'll that'll be interesting to see how it scores then all right josh i think that's it for this podcast Uh, people you can find us on facebook twitter instagram at lamp stomp you can also email us at 
Lampstomp at gmail.com. <laughs> I keep throwing that to you, wondering if you're ever going to uh, not catch it. And also, please go on your podcatcher and give us a review if that is something that is possible. As good of a review as you can. Even if you like type out a review, that actually gets us higher in the thing. I think right now I looked the other day that if you type in Pixar, we're actually the third podcast that comes up. Let's go. Lamp stomp. Woo woo. So yeah, keep keep giving us reviews. Keep giving us five stars if you can so that we can go up and up and up and up and maybe we can one day we'll be the number one Pixar podcast. That is that is something to look forward to. So all right, Josh, it's been good. Peace out. See you next time with Ratatouille.